This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. Tom Ackerman with you. It is sports on a Sunday morning, and we have plenty to get to, including at 1130. Do not miss the clubhouse celebration from 1982. Mike Shannon interviewing some players with champagne flying all over the place. It is Pretty fun, and I'm pretty certain you have not heard that before as Jack Buck sends it down to Mike Shannon in the winning clubhouse at Bush Stadium 40 years ago. I I hate to keep harping on this, but Missouri is not getting the ball to Luther Burden enough. And I know that he's dealt with some injuries, but early in the season I felt that it was inexcusable to not give the ball to the best player on the field. I know that he's a freshman and he's trying to adjust and all that stuff, but all you have to do is see what he can do on the field. I mean, yesterday, a touchdown, a 35-yarder was spectacular as he is strong enough to maintain his balance. He had one carry yesterday for 10 yards. It was a touchdown. He had four catches for 66 yards. One of them was a touchdown. That's five touches. One catch and four. Four catches and one carry for Luther Burden and two touchdowns. I, I don't know what else you need to, to show here. I mean, I know he's not a quarterback, <laughs> but could you snap him the ball once in a while and let him go? The screen pass was the 35-yarder to Luther Burden that went for a touchdown in which he spun away and broke tackles and went in for the TD. I, you know, I mean, if you want to fix your offense – First of all, let's see Sam Horn at quarterback at the University of Missouri. Is uh, Brady Cook has done his job as best he can, 17 of 25 for 211, a touchdown and an interception. But what's the harm in seeing what you got in Horn? At any rate, the Tigers won the game yesterday 17-14. Didn't feel very good to see them not score in the second half against Vanderbilt. I mean, nothing more really needs to be said there. They were outscored 14 to nothing in the second half by Vanderbilt. They won the game 17-14 on homecoming in front of a crowd of over 60,000. A lot of people had made their way to the exits by the time Eli Drinkowitz was handing out post-game handshakes. 
This is a Vanderbilt team that lost 55 to nothing to Georgia the previous week, 52-28 to Ole Miss before that, 55-3 to Alabama before that, beat Northern Illinois 38-28. Yes, Northern Illinois scored more points against them than Missouri did, lost to Wake Forest 45-25. So, you know, you read it however you want. It's a win for Missouri, but I think all Mizzou fans would understand that this Tigers team has got to show some kind of improvement offensively. I think defense is there. The defense is fine. Uh, the defense actually did a nice job and made the play at the end to seal a win that would have been a disaster to lose. Uh, but they do win it, 17-14 over Vanderbilt. Now it's going to get a little tougher. Uh, after that stretch of Auburn, Georgia, Florida, which were all tight games, but not games that they were able to win, uh, they win a tight game against Vanderbilt. At South Carolina... Kentucky at home at Tennessee. They have the non-conference game against New Mexico State, and then they play Arkansas. Uh, Not a lot of wins that I can see in there outside of New Mexico State. So it is going to be tough sledding ahead for the University of Missouri. They're just going to have to bear down and find a way to score. And I think you get the ball to Luther Burden for starters, among other things. But find a way to get the ball into the hands of playmakers. Just a suggestion. College football yesterday. Here's a playmaker, Jaden Daniels. He put on a show yesterday for LSU. He ran for three touchdowns. He passed for two scores. LSU roared back from an early two-touchdown deficit and handed Ole Miss its first loss of the season, 45-20. This is the LSU record for touchdowns rushing by a quarterback in a season. And LSU has not played all of its games this year. (laughs) He already has nine rushing touchdowns. He also has accounted for 11 touchdowns rushing or passing combined in the span of two games. He had three of each in a 45-35 victory at Florida last weekend. And now Daniels, who finished with 258 yards passing and 121 yards rushing without a turnover against Ole Miss, has led LSU not only to victory, but LSU suddenly is a team that wishes it could have Uh, some games back, I think, because LSU, who went into this game unranked, is actually now sitting in a good position in the SEC West. They've handed Ole Miss a loss. They're tied with Alabama with a 4-1 and record, and I got news for you. If they find a way to beat Alabama in their next game, they have a bye coming up this weekend, but they play Alabama at home on November 5th, they could find themselves in the SEC championship game. Now, they have some tough games, of course, on the road at Arkansas, a home game that should be easy against UAB, and then at Texas A&M to close out the regular season. But LSU could suddenly catch fire, and oh, do they wish they could have that Florida State game back in which they lost 24-23. Got blown out by Tennessee 40-13, to but we all know how good the Vols are now. That loss shouldn't hurt you too bad. But if LSU finds itself in the SEC championship game, could they win it? Sure. Sure they could. I mean, with this guy quarterback, and then would that put LSU in the college football playoff? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. The SEC champion would be in the college football playoff. So that's really interesting, isn't it, how college football plays right now? This team is unranked at 6-2, and two, but because they're 4-1 and one in the SEC, they could start making a climb. Meanwhile, you have some unbeatens that are more deserving of being a college football playoff team. 
but we'll let it all play out. And one of those teams, I think, is TCU. They lead the Big 12, and this is what they've done. They beat Colorado to start the year. They beat SMU on the road. They beat Oklahoma, crushed them. They beat Kansas when everybody was talking about Kansas. They went on the road and beat them. They beat Oklahoma State, a really good team, and they just beat a really good Kansas State team, the 17th-ranked team in the country. TCU gets overlooked every year, I think, but they're 7-0. 4-0 in the Big 12. They're the number one team in the Big 12 right now. Here are the other unbeatens that they're going to have to contend with. Georgia is number one. Mizzou gave them a game, but they're number one. And they have a game later this season against Tennessee at home. That's going to be on November 5th also. What a day that's going to be. LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, Tennessee. Game times to be determined. Uh, They had a bye this week, Georgia did, and they will play against Florida at home next week. Number two team in the country is Ohio State. I hear it all the time. Ohio State hasn't played anybody yet. Well, everybody that they've played, they've obliterated, except for Notre Dame, who gave them a game, and they beat them in that September 3rd game, 21-10. to But they pounded Wisconsin, they crushed Rutgers, they pounded Michigan State on the road, and they just absolutely hammered Iowa. That's an embarrassing loss for Iowa, even though Iowa's not very good. 54 to 10 on the road uh, at home against Iowa. Now they go on the road. They'll play Penn State this Saturday, and they still have a game looming, of course, against Michigan. I probably wouldn't overlook the game against Maryland, but they should win it. Uh, Ohio State, are they worthy of being number two in the country? I say yes, but soon they're going to be tested. Tennessee, number three. Michigan, number four. Clemson, squeaking by Syracuse, but winning it. Remains unbeaten. They are fifth in the country. They are now 8-0. and Alabama's going to be right there in the end. You know they will be. They're 7-1. and They have the one loss at Tennessee that shouldn't hurt them too bad. Ole Miss just lost at LSU and got walloped. And then TCU sitting there at 8. That is a look at the possibilities of national champions. And as I mentioned, there's one team that's not even ranked that could end up in the conversation, and that's LSU. What about Illinois, say the Illinois fans? Well, they're 6-1. and and, you know, they look good. Uh, they've beaten Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. The loss to Indiana kind of hangs over them, but they've done what they had to do since then, and they still have a lot ahead of them at Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, at Michigan, at Northwestern. Not out of the question that they could win four of those five. I think winning at Michigan's a tall task. It's 11-16. It's sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. We'll talk to a football coach who picked up a win yesterday the Lindenwood Lions, Division I football and victorious in the OVC. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back in a moment on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. It's 1119. I'm Tom Ackerman. Great to have you along this morning. We'll talk some NFL coming up before noon. All those kickoffs will give you your fantasy updates and everything else you need to know. Again, we have the Chiefs and the 49ers today at 325. And on the way here at about 1130, don't miss the 82 Clubhouse Celebration. Mike Shannon interviewing all the players 40 years ago, October 20th, 1982. Really, really great stuff. You'll hear it here on KMOX. Right now, we are joined by the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions. And it is an absolute pleasure to be joined by Jed Stugart, who led his team to victory over Murray State yesterday, 33-18. Coach, great to have you on KMOX. How are you? I'm great, Tom. Great to be on with you this morning. And I always love talking about our boys, no doubt. Absolutely. Hunter Stadium excited in St. Charles to see this team earn its first official OVC win of the year, 33-18 over Murray State. You had a great performance by your wide receiver, Peyton Rose. He had 111 yards receiving in the game and a touchdown and set a new school record for receiving yards in a career. How great is that? Yeah, Peyton's a special kid. You know, been with us, uh, you know, been with us the whole time that we've been here at Lindenwood. And, you know, his brother played for us at uh, when I was up in Sioux Falls. And so we know the family so well. And uh, they're just a, they're a football family, uh, incredible work ethic. Their dad played in the NFL for a few years, and it's just it's their lineage. And, and Peyton's just one of these guys, and, and he's the ultimate football player. He makes uh, spectacular plays. He throws the ball to the ref and, 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 and comes back to the huddle. And, you know, he's just one of those guys you just uh, uh, you just love to coach. And uh, it's, it just, uh, he, he's resi- you know, it just resonates through our team. Uh, he's a playmaker. I can't even explain it anymore, the plays he makes. And your quarterback, Cade Brister, got him the ball. He's from Fort Zumwalt North, and that product has been very good for you. He had 16 completions, 242 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, an efficient effort by your quarterback, Brister. Yeah, it helps when you got kind of a coach on the field. You know, again, he's been uh, he's been with us the whole time. He's a four-year starter, uh, been a captain for four years. Uh, you know, you never – you know, it's it's special when your your team votes you as a team captain. Your redshirt freshman year, it just kind of goes to show you what kind of leader he is. And and uh, you know, Cade's been special, and and him and Peyton have had this kind of relationship. Uh, they they kind of. Uh, they kind of know uh, the flavor of each other's gum they're chewing, put it that way. <laughs> this yeah. is this has got to be a lot of fun for you and also a lot of hard work. I mean, you're a Division One football program now, and with that comes new expectations, or does it? I mean, what is it? No, what has it been like absolutely. for you? 
Yeah, absolutely, Tom. And I, you know, and I, you know, I get to be the head coach here, but you know, my coaching staff is is just phenomenal. I mean, first of all, you know, we believe in culture at Lindenwood. Um, you know, we, you know, I know everybody says that and they say family, but you know, this this team, you know, this coaching staff is absolutely phenomenal. They need to be on the air uh, explaining what they're doing with these kids a lot. I get the pleasure of doing that, but you know, at the end of the day, there was high expectations from us, but there's. Uh, there's incredible challenges when, you know, when you find out, you know, when you're a D2 team and you find out you're going into division one play in February, um, you know, you don't have a lot of time. And so, you know, yes, we're trotting out a predominantly a division two team every week. Um, I think what's made our coaches so smart and what they're doing is we have to accept, you know, we have to realize who we are. And uh, you know, if you, you see, you know, if you look at depth charts and you look at heights and weights, um, every week we're outmatched that way, but I tell you what, this team, uh, like I told them yesterday after the game, uh, we don't we don't say the word transition. Our expectation is that we're a Division One football team, and they're out playing like it right now. And and uh, you know we we have our things that we got to fix and, and overcome. But just like our defense, you know they they gave up some yards yesterday, but you know they just have a knack for finding ways to make the plays when they need to in the red zone, and uh, you know. Darian Bolden has a 99 uh, uh, interception return, 99 yards for a touchdown yesterday that really was the turn the whole game around. So, you know, the defense is making plays when they need to, and that's what that's why we don't look at stats. I can't even tell you where we're at in the conference because we don't look at it. Uh, we look at scoring offense and scoring defense. That's about all we look at. Yeah, Bolden had two picks in the game. He's a kid from St. Louis also, from Trinity, uh, transferred from South Dakota, and he made a big play for you, had four tackles overall. Uh, but I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, you're just trying to find a way to win a football game. It doesn't matter how you do it. You just got to do it. And uh, this team has been able to do that. What has been the response on campus? How are you uh, it starts inside campus. Then I'm going to ask you a question about recruiting, but uh, what is it like on campus? How have the students rallied around it and the, the surrounding staff? Yeah, it's a team effort. And, you know, it starts with our president, Dr. John Porter, you know, and made this decision and then committed to it. Uh, you can't just roll into division one without the support of your administration and our athletic director, Jason Coomer, uh, both those guys understand what this is, uh, you know, they're giving us the, the, the resources and they're committed to being great in this move. And, and we're so appreciative. And then you look at, um, you know, all these things don't just happen. When you talk about our atmosphere and our environment, um, you know, I'll, I'll leave some, you know, I, I end up leaving names out. But, you know, you, when you look at our support staff and, and um, you, you know, with our tailgating and, and everything going on, um, you know, it goes way beyond just the football coaches for, um, you know, I look at the uproar of this great campaign that, that our, uh, you know, starts with Mike Barone and, and Austin and, and Blake and, all, you know, uh, Nick and all the guys that are over there probably, and I know I forget names, but, you know, they made a commitment to say, hey, we're going to make this student section awesome, uh, really promoted the uproar, and, and the student body has bought into that. And to see our end zone stands packed and, and, and chanting and, and getting in the, the, the you know, getting in the getting loud when teams are backed up. Uh, you know, it's special, and and that's what we thought this Division One move would do. But it doesn't just happen. It takes a lot of work by a lot of people. This is Jed Stugart, the head coach at Lindenwood University, victor victorious yesterday over Murray State, first OVC win and first of many for them. I, you know, I wonder about recruiting. What your 
one of many pitches would be, obviously, an institution that's very well respected. But I do notice some of the local flavor on your roster. I mean, I guess you could tell a kid and his parents, hey, look, I mean, we're talking about Division One football in your backyard. That is not found anywhere else. Well, absolutely. And, and one thing I do have to say, even though I know the conference the way it was this year, uh, in our eyes, this is our second OVC win. We got one last week against Eastern Illinois, and mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't count in the standings, but, you know, our guys, uh, you know, we picked up two OVC wins. And, and uh, you know, but I think, you know, we made a commitment when we came to uh, when we came to uh, St. Louis uh, or to Lindenwood but with the St. Louis town here. You know, we made a commitment to recruit um, uh, St. Louis area kids. And, uh, you know, that's why we kind of coined the phrase loyal to the Lou. We were gonna we were gonna make that a priority, and now to sit there and look at our roster and you kind of see, you know, the the high number. I, I believe we're almost at sixty percent of our roster is probably within an hour of Lindenwood, and um, and then you see, you know, since that's happened, um, you know, we've had to, you know, we're we're reigning back-to-back conference championships in our old conference, and and now, you know, doing some of the things we're doing here. It, it's, um, you know, the coaches can draw up plays, and that's what we have to do. But you know. Uh, they always say it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And, you know, we've got uh, we've got good players, and, and we love this area. We're, we take a lot of pride in, in this area, and, and we're going to make our backyard a big priority in recruiting, and even more as we move to Division One. And we faced a lot of kids yesterday at Murray State, um, a lot of St. Louis kids. They, they, uh, they've been a very good program, and that's another example why is, is how many St. Louis kids they have on their team. But I think everybody understands in our conference, uh, you know, recruiting just got tougher. Um, when you have a beautiful campus, beautiful facilities, and a commitment by our administration going to Division One in this uh, in the location that we're at, and now the only thing we've missed, and you know, why we've even out recruited some people, and when we're D two uh, to Linwood was because of our facilities and location. And now that we've got a Division One box to check, um, it's going to make it even tougher. That is well said, and I I will close with this. St. Charles County, uh, I don't live there. I live in St. Louis County and pretty close to the city, but I was out in St. Charles last night at a party, and uh, it is just growing like crazy. I mean, it's it's amazing how many people and how uh, widespread St. Charles County is. I'm certain that uh, you're happy to be in that home. You've been at Lindenwood as the head coach for six years, but uh, you know that, that area well, and you'd probably agree with me on that point. Absolutely. And I, uh, you know, when you see, you know, Mayor Dan, our, our mayor running around uh, in St. Charles at Lindenwood at functions, you know, he's committed to this and it's really resonated to, you know, this is going to be great for the city of St. Charles and the surrounding areas. When you just look at, um, you know, uh, just from the commerce side of it, um, you know, cause it is a special place. St. Charles is a great place. We love living here and uh, exciting things are on the horizon. Um, you know, our job is to, keep our guys humble and know uh, the reason why we're doing what we're doing is because it's all about each other and not about, about just one player. And they get that. And that's why they're, they're kind of exceeding more than what I think a lot of people thought they would do uh, this year. And I'm really proud of them. I appreciate you being on the show very much. This is the head coach at Lindenwood, Jed Stugart. His team beats Murray State. His team is 5-2. and two. It's the first official OVC win, uh, but I totally got uh, your point on being the second one with that Eastern Illinois game. And in your mind, that's 100% right. And thank you for being with us on KMOX Radio. 
Thank you, Tom. I appreciate you having us on today. You bet. We'll catch up with you soon. I like talking to him. It's great. Talking some college football at Lindenwood University, folks in St. Charles, and really the St. Louis region, uh, I believe, should embrace anything St. Louis, and that is St. Louis. Uh, That's as much a part of the St. Louis region as anything. So congratulations to all the folks around that program at Lindenwood University. It's 1131. Quick break. When we come back, Mike Shannon in 1982 takes us into the winning clubhouse. Don't miss it. Stiefel Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com studio kmox there's a high fly ball welcome back to the meyer jensen sports on a sunday morning and it's a gutter big fly nolan arenado meyer jensen a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off MeyerJensen.com. and the Billikens win this one touchdown kansas city on america's sports voice kmox welcome back to kmox it is the 40th anniversary of this Two have been retired. Gorman has proven, Gorman Thomas has proven to be a tough customer. Suter from the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss. And that's a winner. That's a winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Porter throws his mask into the air. The players converge around the mound. The police arrive on the scene. The canine patrol and the mounted patrol. Some fans managed to get on the field, but they needn't do that and they won't be out there very long. The Cardinals have won the game six to three. The Cardinals have won the National League pennant and the Cardinals have won the 1982 World Series. And now something you might not have heard following that commercial break. Jack Buck. And a massive fireworks display is being evidenced right now as the Cardinals have won the World Series. They're the champions of baseball, and it was an enormous ball game here tonight. Mike Shannon, I hope things are calmer where you are than they are on the field. Are you there? Jack Buck, we're down here, and it's a wild mob scene, to say the least, with champagne going everywhere. Gussie Bush is in the clubhouse down here. Kenny Obergfeld is 
has champagne everywhere. Kenny Obergfeld, tell me, you only live 20 miles from there. What's it feel like? It's my dream has come true, Mike. I, this is what I dreamed about, and it came through, and I'm the happiest guy in the world. You had a heck of a series. You had some difficult, difficult plays over there. You didn't get a good hop in the last two nights. Oh, I was happy to make the play when it got to me. I just went there and gave the best I had. And these guys have been great all year, and they come through for us. All right, that's Kenny Obergfell, champagne. Willie, Willie McGee is right here with me. Willie, what a great thrill for you, man. Here you started. Where, where, where have you been, and where are you now? I, I, right now, I know where I am. We're the world champions. We're the world champions, and it's, it's just great. I, I don't know. God, well, this it is must be. It must be the first time you've been able to relax and enjoy this thing. I'm telling you, I, I've been, you know, after, that, after the first game, I kind of, I kind of relaxed, but it was, you know, it's all butter, just a butterfly, you know, that's natural, I believe. But I wasn't as nervous as I was. Well, the buildup is what got me nervous, but, you know, after I, after I got in there a little bit, I seen it was just another game, you know. And I'm just glad we came out on top. Mike you. Ramsey is with us now. Mike, this has to be a dream come true for you also. Oh, most definitely. You know, I've been dreaming about this for a long time. I'm just happy I was part of it, you know. Fun. It has to be fun. This club has come back every time they've done it. Yeah, we did. We were, you know, down three to two, and uh, you know, we were forced to come back and everything. And uh, you know, I'm just happy as I can be. That's all I can Thank say. you, Mike. Stan Musio. <laughs> been a long time in this year, 1967, and now the Cardinals have done it again. This is really a fine club, isn't it? Well, it really is. You know, uh, nobody picked this club to uh, con contend in the Eastern Division. They won, and uh, then they beat a tough club in the Milwaukee. They have a great club, but the Cardinals always come through, and we did it again. It's a great, great thrill. The last time the Cardinals were world champions, you were the general manager. <laughs> that was 67. Let's, let's do it more often than 15 years. I, uh, I think we worth this club. All right, Stan. Now I have uh, with me Tommy Herr and I have Dane Orge. First of all, let's talk to Dane Orge. Dane, a just unbelievable series for you as the designated hitter. Records tied, broken galore. And I know you've waited a long time and had a tough career, and it must, well, you tell me. Well, you know, I couldn't think of anything better to call a person a champion. That's what I said before, and we're the champions. And uh, we're number one, and we deserve it because we've got the best team in the world. And just to be a part of it's a thrill for me, and I couldn't ask for, for a more, um, a better highlight in my whole career than to finish, finish this season off like this because uh, we deserve it. I don't know what to say, man. Tell me, I don't, tell me. Well, I don't know what to say. You know, I mean, this is uh, unbelievable. It's a thrill. It's any any adjective you want to use. I saw you walking around in the uh, dugout down there just before the final three or four outs, and you were probably more nervous then than any time in your entire career. Oh, uh, I'm unbelievable. That's how nervous I was. But you know, it's a whole different story sitting on the bench watching and being out on the field playing it. When you're on the bench, you're ten times more nervous than you are if you have to watch it. And I was plenty nervous. Tommy Hearn, to me, you're the guy that set the stage for this ball club going down the stretch. You played with the torn cartilage in your knee. You played with the bad finger, with the ligaments there. And I thought in my mind that your peers had a very close eye for, very close eye on you as we went down the stretch. And you got some tremendous base hits down that stretch. I thought in my mind that you were the guy that really put this club pulled them together, made them get tough when they had to. I appreciate your saying that because, uh, you know, sometimes my role in this club isn't uh, as defined as some of the other guys. We, we have the big RBI men in the middle of the lineup, and, uh, you know, Lonnie's the guy that makes it happen, and I'm kind of, uh, I just go with the flow. You know, if we get hot, sometimes I got hot with us, but 
I was swinging the bat good going down the stretch, and even though I had some ailments, I wanted to be in there because, uh, you know, we were driving for the pennant, and, uh, you know, I feel uh, feel as much a part of it as anybody. And it's just a, a tremendous feeling. We never gave up. Uh, even in the ball game tonight, you know, we got behind 3-1, to one and uh, things weren't looking very good for us, but we came right back and, and laid three on them in the bottom of the inning, and, uh, you know, you just... I love these guys. You know, there's no quit in us, and uh, we showed what we're made of throughout the whole year and in the series. Uh, you know, to come back home down three to two and have to win two straight, and to go out and do it like we did, it's just a tremendous feeling. Once again, though, in this series, Tommy, you didn't get that many hits, but you got some big ones. You drove in the first one. You had the first RBI in this series, and you had a big one here tonight, also. Well, I think that first hit was uh, my biggest hit of the series because. Uh, we got blown out the first game, and we were down three to nothing in that second game. And uh, that that double uh, got us back in the ball game, got us kind of uh, pumped up there. So you know, I, I consider that my biggest hit. And I, I was just glad to be up there in that situation to get us going. Nice going, world champion Tommy Hurt. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Daryl Porter, Daryl Porter, this. This has to be a dream come true for you, Daryl Porter. It's just unbelievable the way you've come front and center well, in this World Series. Well, I don't look at it like that. I just was out there just trying to have fun and play the game, and, and it's a dream come true. There's no question about it. I think if you'd ask any athlete, the, the, the number one thing that, that you always think about is being a world champion, and now I can say that. But you were a world champion coming into it, man. I mean, you really had some postseason. Uh, well, I, I felt I mean. good. I felt good. I know that I did. At least I did better than I did during the season. And you know, your your players, your peers, they looked at you. They knew you were struggling, and they always watched, don't they? You knew they were watching you going down the, going down the middle of the season. You were struggling. They had their eye on you. They watched every day. But they've been so good, though. They've been. It's been easy to do it with them guys. I'll tell you, they've made it easy on me, and and they made it uh, where I really didn't have to ask myself to do too much. When I was struggling, people were there to pick me up, and. Uh, I just said to myself, hey, I hit 230 during the season. If I hit 230 in this, what the heck's the difference? I'm just going to go relax and have fun. And, and uh, if I do good, I do good. If I don't, what the heck? Fun again? Oh, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. That's Daryl Porter. He got big hits galore in this series. And here's what we're going to do now. We're going to talk uh, with John Stuper here. Who's the MVP, Dick? Daryl Porter is the MVP. Let's talk back again. Daryl Porter, you're the MVP in the series. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. That's so neat, too. I, I can't believe that either. Would you believe that in July when you were struggling that you'd be driving the car and carrying that trophy home? No, sir. I sure, I <laughs> did, I'm sure wouldn't have. Well, you've had everything happen to you this year. You got a new baby, and now you've got oh. a new MVP and a new MVP car. I tell you. The good Lord has been so good to me, and I just praise him. He's the one that's responsible for what's happened to me. You know, it's been an amazing story, Daryl Porter. You come for the beer baron. You go to work for him with all your problems and everything, and now you come top, front, and center. Yeah, I don't th I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what those people at the Meadows thought when I, uh, when I signed a contract to play for Anheuser-Busch. They was probably about to die. Well, go over there and pop that champagne, pour I've got it, drink some. it, or whatever. I've got, I finally Are you going to have a drink with not, it? No, not real champagne, but I've got some non-alcoholic stuff here, buddy. Right. I'm going to break it out. All right. Woo! The MVP is going about. for that. Here we have John Stuper over here now. John Stuper, congratulations to you. John Stuper, uh, what a year for you, man. Just phenomenal. And uh, you went last night, and you won a big ball game just like Joaquin did here tonight. 
Well, I think every, every all four of them are big. Bruce got one, Joaquin got two, and I got one. Uh, I don't think you can really judge one over the other, but I'm just very, very happy that I contributed. You had to have fun over there sitting tonight and watching your club get up, watching Joaquin pitch, watching them down, and then battle back. I was the most loyal Cardinal fan in the world tonight. <laughs> I, was, I was just sitting on a bench and uh, cheering. I had to chart tonight. Whitey made me chart, and uh, that didn't make me too happy. But, uh, I, you know, it's just a great feeling, Mike. You know the feeling. It's just, uh, it's just super. John, nice going. I love it. Mike Shannon with... John Stuper right there, who won game six, the rain-delayed game, but he went the distance in a 13-1 victory and then watched as the Cardinals won 6-3 in game seven. Bruce Suter, who we just lost about a week ago, threw that final out uh, fastball up in the zone past Gorman Thomas and gets the victory, and then the party was on. What a neat array of interviews there with John Stuper. Before that, the MVP, learning that he was the MVP, Daryl Porter, who we also lost uh, many years ago at the age of 50. Tommy Herr, a thoughtful response. Dane Orge, the DH, who had a tremendous series. Stan the Man, before that, Stan Musial, the greatest Cardinal of them all. Mike Ramsey, who played a very important utility role in that team. A 23-year-old Willie McGee. In that giddy locker room, McGee laughing and talking about how nervous he was and how down they were after getting smoked in game one. Uh, They come back, roaring back, and win the series in seven games. And the first person that Mike talked to was Ken Oberkfell, who was part of a tremendous infield. Oberkfell was the third baseman, Ozzie Smith at shortstop, Tommy Hur at second base, and Keith Hernandez at first base. You could make the case that it's the greatest defensive team that the Cardinals have ever had, although last year they had a number of gold glove winners and equally as good. But what a great 82 team that was right there. We will take a quick break. We'll get you set for NFL and noon kickoffs and also the 325 kickoff, the Chiefs and the 49ers. A couple of news and notes on the way on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, no. Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Our producer, Drew Young, I appreciate it very much. Drew reminding me about something that happened yesterday, and that's UFC. Entertaining. I need to get more into it. I did note that when I did a Twitter poll uh, yesterday and I started it earlier in the morning, I said, what is your main area of focus? And of course I had, you know, are the small, smart aleck answers like, uh, you know, making a sandwich or whatever. I don't know, whatever people say, right? I mean, you know, of course I meant sports, but um, some really good fun answers too from a lot of people. Uh, but the end results were, I said, what is your main area of focus? College football, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, 46% said college football was their area of focus on that Saturday, 28% coming in second place, the NHL, with the Blues playing that afternoon against Edmonton, Major League Baseball's postseason came in just third at 24%, and then the NBA received 2%, but I put them in there because they are a major professional sports league playing on a Saturday. I did get... Uh, several responses about UFC, uh, that people are watching UFC and UFC 280 was getting a lot of attention. So that 
makes a lot of sense. There were others as well, uh, but UFC got a lot of attention. I thought I'd note that. On Sunday, you do have your choices. There's a lot going on uh, just among the things. You have NASCAR, you have golf, you have Major League Baseball, and you have the NFL. And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Yes, and if you've been following along, I am not the left guard Tom Ackerman, but our clever producer back in the day, Lisa Herman, cut that during a Monday night football game, and it has stood the test of time. I believe that's been around KMOX for about 20 years. But at any rate, it is NFL Sunday, and we have the Chiefs and the 49ers this afternoon on KMOX, a 325 kickoff. My picks last week, I picked the Chiefs game and then I pick one other game, usually the Sunday nighter. Maybe we'll just keep it at that, Drew, the Chiefs game and the Sunday nighter. Because the rest of the NFL, I'll tell you what, I, I am more of a college football fan. I do follow the NFL closely, but I think that college football's product from a game-to-game basis is better. Yesterday wasn't one of its better weeks, and next week's not a great one for college football either, and it'll still be better. Because I think it's just... There's more excitement, the pageantry. I feel like some of these NFL games have been a little dull with some exceptions. And I try to pick the best games for you. I think the game of the day in the NFL is the one that we're going to have on KMOX. Kansas City at San Francisco with the number one offense in terms of points scored. Kansas City averaging 29.8 points per game, taking on the number two defense in the NFL, allowing only 14.8 per game. The San Francisco 49ers, something's got to give. Christian McCaffrey traded from Carolina to San Francisco is expected to be active for this game at running back. That'll be an extra piece for an offense that is awful. San Francisco's offense has been terrible this year. Uh, They are ranked 20th in the league at 20.3 points per game, but they have been really dull over the last several games, in particular last week scoring 14 at Atlanta. Uh, They scored 10 at Chicago in week one. Uh, They've won a couple of big games, including at Carolina, but Carolina is not good at all. Uh, Carolina has uh, hardly shown a fight this year. They've won one game. I think that this San Francisco team, as good of a defense as they have, is going to lose today to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will bounce back from their loss to the Bills last week. The Chiefs check in as a one-point favorite, and I will happily give that point to the 49ers. I will take Chiefs minus one in this 325 kickoff Kansas City at San Francisco. I was one and one last week. I correctly picked the Bills over the Chiefs. I uh, gave the points to the Chiefs. Bills were actually a favorite in that game. And they still covered. I missed on Dallas. I had Dallas plus six and a half at Philadelphia. I thought they could cover that. They did not. The Eagles won by nine. So that's the situation that we're in this week. I'm going to pick the 49ers over, uh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs over the 49ers. I'm giving San Francisco a point. I am taking Chiefs minus one. Then the Sunday night game is not a sexy game necessarily, but it's two longtime powerhouses in the NFL 
the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. There's been a lot of uh, celebrating. We just talked about the 82 world champion Cardinals. The undefeated 1972 Miami Dolphins are being celebrated, and I would imagine that they will have a celebration underway today, this being the spotlight of being the Sunday night game. Uh, That doesn't mean that Miami's going to cover the spread of seven, but I just don't believe in this Steelers team. Steelers beat the Bucs last week. Good for them. I I know that they found a way to win a a football game, but Miami does get Tua Tugavailoa back today. I think he'll be flinging the ball around and will be maybe not his usual self, but I think he has enough around him to pick up a victory and cover the seven, actually. I'm going to take... Miami minus seven and give those to the Steelers. So there you go. I'm taking Miami and I'm taking Kansas city today. A couple of notes that you should know. I mentioned McCaffrey is expected to be with the 49ers today. Russell Wilson will not start for the Broncos today. He is out with a hamstring injury and he has not been very good this season. Uh, So this Broncos team, a big head scratcher as to what their future is. They have not been good even after the big hype around Russell Wilson. The games today, you have Colts at Titans, Giants at Jaguars. Giants are 5-1. and one. They've proven me wrong, uh, but those five wins are by a combined 21 points. Not as great of a team as their record, but as their former coach Bill Parcells would say, you are what your record says you are. The Jets play the Broncos today, by the way, and the Jets are a surprising 4-2. How about these New York football teams? Something for the fans to do after the Yankees get bounced. This is sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Enjoy the day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.